I, mean, I think it's uh, it's gone quite well as far as you know. There's player buy-in. Um, you know, we're winning games. We're very competitive. Um, you know, the exciting brand of football that we have, you know, is uh, something that I think our fans are enjoying. And uh, considering, you know, the massive amount of change that we've had, I think we're, you know, in a good position moving forward. Uh, especially just, I mean, it was only three weeks ago. Uh, it was two and four. And <clears throat> Those things happen. That's the CFS, the, the nature of the, of the beast. But, uh, I mean, we seem to, you know, week in and week out, we're getting better. Uh, you see the young players are getting more experience uh, as the games go. And we're very, uh, you know, we're very excited about our opportunities heading into the uh, Labor Day matchup with Calgary and seeing how we stack up. Obviously, you, you know from before, uh, but, I mean, did Moss, I mean, has it been as advertised, I guess, from, from your interviews with him earlier? Yeah, I mean, think that, you know, I mean, Moss is a football guy. He understands football, and the biggest thing, you know, is not X's and O's. I think everyone understands X's and O's. I think it's it's more so about how you relate to people, how you relate to the players, how you treat them, uh, you know, being disciplined um, and understanding, you know, being on time and all those different things that, that you don't necessarily see um, with him. I mean, his game management, I think, has been really good. Um, but again, he'll tell you himself that he has so much to learn because, again, it's a first opportunity for him to be a head coach. So he still has things that uh, he can improve on, which, uh, you know, I, I, under, I firmly believe that the sky is the limit for the abilities that he has. But so far, I mean, you see the guys come out every day. They work hard. They practice hard. They play hard. Um, they're competing at a high level. And um, I think when you see our team play, you know, I don't think you watch our team and, and think that we can't compete with anyone. I think uh, that's extremely important for our, for ourselves as well as our fans to recognize that you know, any given time we're on the field, um, we can compete and play at a high level. And you know, given the opportunity, if we play disciplined football uh, and we play our brand of football, you know, we have a chance to win every game, and that's important. Playing with, lead, Ed, playing with the lead, Ed, and protecting the lead, is that, how much of a concern is that? I mean that you know again, we're there's some youth, you know, but the the other teams are good too, right? There's going to be that's the typical CFL game. It goes back and forth, the seesaw. But I think uh, from the, the the one game that we played earlier in the year when we lost the lead to the recent game that we had where the team came back, but we were able to um, you know close it out. Again, those are the experiences that you gain on the journey to showing what kind of football team you are. And I think our team learned from that uh, earlier experience. And again, every week is to get better and improve, and I think they're showing that. As a player, Moss had an explosive personality. Are you surprised that he's been able to keep it in check? <laughs> no, I mean, again, that, that was uh, years ago. I mean, all of us had explosive personalities at some point, but it's still there. I mean, you've seen when uh, that, that uh, miraculous or uh, smokescreen face mask call that was uh, called on uh, Shakir Bell, uh, you saw a little bit of the fire that he has in him. Um, but, no, I mean, he's, he's been calm, and he understands that every play, you know, he's got to keep a level head and coach the team, uh, coach the offense and coach the team and manage the game. And no, I'm not surprised by it. But you know, to to think that it's not in there, you know, we've all be fooling ourselves. And how how important is it to you uh, at this point to look to maybe 
tweak the secondary or add somebody with an NFL cut or a CFL available guy? Is there any concern there for you? No, I'm not going to put our team in a situation where they're looking over their shoulders and worrying about who's coming and who's going. The team that we have right now is the team that's here. Um, you know, and we're, we're, we're doing quite well with this team. Obviously, we, we expect improvement from the players that are here to go out every game and understand what's in front of them. You know, they're playing the team that's got the best record in the, in the, in the league and uh, this tops in the division. And um, you, know, you go out there and play your best and, and give it all you have. But as far as tweaking and changing, and I mean, there's going to always be movement here and there on our roster. But, uh, you know, I'm not looking at anyone in particular and having a, putting them in the crosshairs for, uh, for change. I think that, uh, you know, there's continuity being built uh, in our secondary as well as our team. And we're looking, uh, you know, forward to what we do and compete uh, on the, on Monday, and, and it's an important time for us. Have you been more or less hands-on with Moss than you were with Jones? Uh, no different uh, with Moss than I was with Jones. You know, I mean, uh, I have a role. The coach has a role, and uh, you know, we have, our objective is to build our team and you know put our team in the best position to be competitive. Um, you know, I mean. Jay, you know, everyone has a first year uh, coaching, no matter how much experience they have had as an assistant. Um, the first year is always one where they could use a little bit of uh, help from those who've been around. So uh, it's no different. What have you seen in the last three games that's made your club better and able to win three in a row? I mean, there's discipline. I mean, obviously, guys are executing. Um, you know, you, you can see the experience. Uh, from some of the younger players that you know, that are take that's taking shape, especially in communication. I think that's the biggest thing that you notice. Um, you know, if we're talking about areas, we're talking the secondary in particular. You can see that guys are becoming more comfortable with uh, what they're being asked to do, and you recognize that they're communicating on the back end. And you know, there's not as many um, busts for lack of a better term, uh, back there because guys understand what they're doing. And on offense as well, you see it, guys are getting comfortable. You have to keep in mind that um, this is a new system for both the offense and the defense, you know, which is unusual coming off of you know winning a championship. It's usually it's one side or the other or something, but this was a complete overhaul on, both, on systems on both sides of the football. So to think that there wasn't going to be growing pains um, would be, you know, would be foolish. So, I think we had to. We took that in consideration and understood what we were going into. And uh, you know, we have a good group of players, you know, good veterans, young players that understand uh, their roles and responsibilities. But also, there was going to be the growing pain of the actual playing in the game for the first time. And a guy plays in his first and second and third game. That's still his first, second, and third game. It's a baptism by fire, so to speak. But at the halfway point, given all the circumstances that this um, our organization and our football team has gone through, to be in a position where you can go in and you know, obviously have to win one game at a time, but you can come out of the Labor Day battle and be in virtual tie for first place. I think that's a pretty good position considering uh, you know the thoughts of our football team may on many on the outside of where we could be uh, at this point. So I think we're in pretty good position. Pretty comfortable now with your team playing the way they're playing going into those games? You got to know me. I'm never 
comfortable. I like, you know, I want more. We all want more. Where you com comfort is complacency, right? And um, I mean, I think we have so much more to prove and so much more to show our fans. And I think there's a there's a there's an ability that our team, a level that our team has a, a chance to get to. Again, considering staying disciplined, staying healthy, all those things that factor in. But I, I do believe that our team is coached well. I do believe our, our players have bought in. I think they have a, a great deal of pride and passion. And they're looking forward to the games. They're playing with each other, for each other. And, uh, you know, they're just playing Eskimo football the way we've always played it. And, you know, just an understanding of when you get into the games, the other team's going to play extremely hard as well, and you got 60 minutes of football you have to play, and it's going to take 60 minutes of football to win these games. There's so much parity in the league, regardless of the records of the teams. I mean, every team has an opportunity to beat you if you don't play your best football. I mean, again, I can't go into you know potential. Only thing I can can recognize is that the efforts there. Um, I know that you know we're extremely competitive. Um, you know, I like what I see from all aspects of this team. Um, you know, are there areas to to that can improve? Uh, like any team, I think there won't be one team. Or even the Stampede. If you talk to Dave and and Huff and those guys about their team, they would say the same thing. That there's areas where they see they can improve, because. You know, we can only focus on the game that's coming up, but what's important is making certain that our guys are prepared and understand that they're going into a hostile environment in Calgary. It's going to be a very intense game, but not to waste a lot of energy in the pregame because, you know, again, it's going to take 60 minutes and probably and some because Calgary's a very good football team. But um, you know, I, I like where we are and our, our chances. And if we go and play our brand of football and discipline and, and, and play the way we, we're capable of playing, we have a very good shot at going down there and, and you know, giving our fans something to uh, you know, be proud of. Grimes and Jefferson uh, both released. Does that mean anything for this club at, at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's guys that we're well aware of, uh, guys that we're familiar with, uh, guys that we've been, in, you know, we've been in contact with. But you know, the timeline is in their hands when they choose to you know, make decisions on their future. Um, but we're focused on the guys that we have here at this point. And uh, if if those opportunities come for those guys, we'll have a chance to speak with them. Those are two really good football players. And if the opportunity was for those guys to come back, we, you know, we would welcome them with open arms, but they are free agents. And I'm sure that there are other teams out there that would want their services as well. Of the new guys you did bring in this year, who's impressed you most? All of them. No surprises. No, I, I, again, I, you guys know I'm not going to point one guy out, one or less. I, you know, it's it's the team. You know, we're all about our team, and and that's it. I mean, you guys are the ones that grade them and choose them as all stars and all that stuff. My responsibility is to make certain that our department is able to bring the guys in that are capable of playing and fitting to our system. Um, you know, you can look at, you know, some of the young guys out there and see that there are guys that are consistently out there, the young guys that have replaced the guys that we were supposed to miss, and I think they're doing a pretty good job of, you know, replacing those guys. Uh, that's football, right? Guys leave for the NFL, guys leave to go to other places. Um, you know, as I said before, I don't, there's not a person that left here that I, 
that left to for other teams that I think we miss. And I didn't think I would believe that was going to be the case in free agency, and it's showing right now that we don't miss them. So, and that's part of the game of football, right? They go and move on to their new places, and we replace them, and hope that the guys that are here are capable of of playing at a high level and uh, learn. And uh, you know, but I won't point out and say he's playing great, he's playing great, he's playing great. I can only say as a team, you know, you can see that they're getting better as a group. And uh, they're playing the kind of football that we expect them to play. And we're in position to where if we can come out of the Labor Day battle, both games uh, on top, you can put yourself in position to be in first place. And that is uh, critical to at this point of the season to be in position to, to have that as a conversation. And uh, you know, I think as you mentioned earlier, Jerry, that you know, you're two in whatever we were at the time, you can't panic either. You know, you have to play each game and, and recognize that. Just take one game at a time. And I know it's a cliche, but that's been the process over the last three games is one at a time, get yourself back to 500, over 500, and be in a position where you have an opportunity going into Labor Day because the records never matter in this matchup. Uh, but again, given the circumstances where we are, um, you have to go out and and prove because these are critical games and uh, you want to go in and give your best effort, but it is a important time for our team. Not every rookie head coach has the, the patience or ability not to slap that panic button at, at that point. No, again, I guess that's the, the beauty of Jason and who he is as a person, the position that he's played in this league and having played quarterback, right? He has a very high level of uh, experience playing quarterback in the CFL. So in quarterbacks, especially the ones that have been successful, you know, don't have panic in their, in their, in their system. And uh, he's shown that as a player, he's shown that as an assistant coach, and I think he's showing that now as a head coach. And uh, believe me, the players will and always have been able to, to detect panic in a coach. And uh, just from my observation, you know, the players recognize that Jay has been pretty steady with them, fair, open, and honest with them. And uh, he's done everything possible to, you know, give them the, the, you know, the ability to play at a high level, but also holding them accountable to what's expected of them. And it's a very, I think Jay has done something that is very unique in the sense that coming into a situation where a team has won a championship and you have to win over a veteran group that has already done it, and he was not an assistant on the staff that the players already knew and he was elevated, his situation is so more unique where he came in as an outsider, put his staff together, and they had to come in, put their systems in, but also be able to get that also important component that you need from the players, the buy-in, right? And I think he's done a, an excellent job, and I think that's been somewhat overlooked. And I, you know, I marvel at uh, the great job that, that Dave is doing down there in Calgary. I think he's done a fantastic job, and there's no question he is, uh, was going to be successful when the time came. But I think when you do the comparison between both, it was expected, and the guys knew, and in our situation, it was going to be a coin flip as to who was coming in to coach. I think Jay has done a fantastic job to this point. And at, at two and four, would you have been saying that you didn't miss those players? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because those players didn't have anything to do with the, you know, it wouldn't have had anything to do with us being four and two. 
you, you're talking about guys that went to the NFL. Those guys are gone. We're leaving regardless. I'm talking about those who went to other teams. No, I would have said the same thing. Trust me. And I, I know it's not your team, but it's a division rival led by your former coaching staff. Like the Rough Riders, they've been fined a bunch of times by the CFL for roster infractions. The commissioner has weighed in saying it's damaged the integrity of the CFL. I don't get into commenting on other teams. I can only say this about our teams that we have nothing to hide here. What's your take on the rule change for coaches last announced? Please don't make me go there. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> yeah, slush fund's low. <laughs> Any thoughts on this line, Mike? I thought it was quite boring, to be honest with you. Um, if you're going to, if you really want, I mean, again, if you really want to get some excitement, take the three most vocal players, put the mics on them, and let them go. I think the fans would enjoy that more. The other stuff, again, for myself, having, I'm in it. So there was nothing that I saw that made me go, wow, that's exciting. That's something that the fans, I mean, again, you have to ask the fans. But I think the fans would enjoy listening to Odell, you know, Willis, jawing at Bo Levi and back for I think the the fans would enjoy that more but again you know the, the, you got to give the CFL and TSN a lot of credit they're, they're doing everything they can to enhance the product enhance uh, you know the the what the broadcast uh, and I think there are many fans that enjoy that and want that but you know if there is a suggestion it's just you know take six mics mic the guys up who do the most talking and I think at the end you'll you'll enjoy that more than listening to the coaches and their verbiage that no one can really understand. Ed, I'm just going to try Morley's question sort of again. Uh, not so much to there being a mid-season rule change, but it, it seemed they increased the menu of challengeable plays in the offseason, and now we're maybe trying to discourage challenges. I mean, do you just think it needs to be revisited or streamlined in the offseason? I mean, I'm not trying to get you to throw Glenn Johnson or anybody under the bus, but I mean, there, it's, it's, it's a game flow and fan. Hey, we, we have many discussions, and um, you know, we right now the, the league is doing the best it can with what it has. Um, I'm sure it will get reviewed in the off season. Uh, we also have to recognize that the game is for the fans. Um, you know, we're trying to do everything we can as a committee to stop all the stoppages, whether that's penalties or coaches' challenges and all these different things. Um, you know, our opinion will, you know. Basically, we want the flow to continue for fans to enjoy the game, and I'll stop there. But well, you're on that competition committee. I am, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, were your recommendations not listened to? Like I said, are we going to talk about the Eskimos or are we going to talk about the rule? <laughs> All I can say is this is that we will continue to do everything we can to improve the product for the fans to enjoy. And if you have any other questions, you can call Mr. Jeffrey Orridge, and he will, I'm sure, will let you know how he feels about the rules and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I, you know my thoughts. Ed, can you talk about going into the Labor Day game as a player and how much your process thinking about that game has changed now as a general manager? Yeah, as a player, you're thinking go in and destroy the opponent, win at all costs, and do all the things you have to do to win. And you know, there's that. And then as a general manager, you always think, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about making sure, that, you know, where we covered 
you know, injury-wise, if there were an injury sustained in the game, you know, managing different uh, aspects. I'm looking at our potential uh, players that will be brought in uh, when the NFL cuts. I mean, it's just a totally different uh, mindset. As a player, you know, you go out there thinking, you know, your assignment, all those different things, and also the team as far as going out there and, and winning. That's the one common is that you want to go in and win the game. I think we all do. Both sides are going in with the intent to win the football game. And you can ask any former player who's coaching or in management or anything. And as a, there is just a different mindset as a player as far as how you prepare. But the ultimate goal is to win the game. And that is what our intent is. And that's what our, we're expecting to go, out, to go down there and do is to play very hard, play well, and, and come out on top. I don't miss any of the games. <laughs> I don't miss playing at all. No, no, I knew. No, I don't. I'm uh, quite, when I retired, I was quite happy, um, you know, watching the game. Yeah, you feel the energy. You, you get excited for the players, and you, you try to explain to them that, yes, people say that the game, all the games are the same. Labor Day has a little different uh, feel to it. And I'd be lying to the players if uh, I told them that it was just another game. It's not. There's a little bit more to to this game. Records don't matter. Both teams could be 8-0 or 0-8. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, you know hostility that grows in the in the matchup between both teams, and you know just uh, it's it's kind of slowed down over recent years. But you know you know the hostility is still there, and both teams go out there and play hard. But you're again these are two of the most um, you know. You know, I guess classier franchises uh, in this league, and especially in our division. And uh, you know, we've come to the point where we now just kind of go out there and battle, and you know, you don't see brawls anymore. Is your satisfaction with a win similar than as it was to uh, when you were a player? No, because a win lasts about ten minutes, and then you go in and you get the injury report, and then all of a sudden reality hits, and then you go right into another mode. So yeah, you you know how many games you've won, and there's 10 minutes, and that you kind of say yes, you yeah, enjoy it. But as you walk in and you walk through the training room on the way upstairs, and you recognize that, oh, you know, hopefully he's available, and hope that he's it's not long term, and all those different things. So it it does change a little bit, but in the in the end. Um, you know, if football is a physical game, you have to enjoy it, and you know, and I do enjoy it. But I enjoy watching the people around me enjoy it more. I enjoy the fans enjoying watching their team go out there and compete, and it's just exciting, right? We're in the entertainment business, and and sometimes us as football people, we can lose sight of that because we want things a certain way, we want to. Uh, you know, control it, but the fact that the matter is going back to your challenge question, that is where we have to recognize that the fans still pay to watch the game, and we have to make the, the, the fans uh, happy sometimes at our own, uh, you know, by sucking up our own pride sometimes, and, you know, as a group, recognize that and not get caught up in everything that we want, you know, and sometimes recognize that the fans want what they what they ask for, and that is just the even flow of a game that they can enjoy and be entertained by it. And the game shouldn't be stopped because we're looking for a penalty under every rock.